Hello, it is time to head north. I'm Natasha Ryan from the North Group. I have Vince here from the North Group and I have James Cameron, who is widely and well-known in our security sector. Today, the topic we wanna hit, and I'll get to backgrounds, but just very quickly, we have seen so many incidents in the news revolving around celebrities, VIPs in Hollywood, you know, obviously, Chris Rock, Will Smith, the slap heard around the world. Then we have Dave Chappelle's attack. Olivia Wilde at Comic-Con gets an envelope across the stage. She opens it. Anything could have been in that. Vince, you were just talking about something that happened on a basketball court. I mean, we are seeing so many incidents. So this is the topic today. We are excited to have James with us. James, tell us a little bit about your background, if you wouldn't mind. Yes, great. Uh, happy to be here. Uh know many of you guys from a uh, long history. Uh, anyway, own and operate a company out in Las Vegas, uh, Security Concepts Group, been licensed uh, since 2009, board certified uh, in in security management, have my CPP. And uh, yeah, we provided high net worth uh, clients with their close protection, their estate security, and uh, many other uh, international travels, just the whole gamut on that personal protection and risk management uh, kind of level. Awesome, and I do business and communications. My buddy Vince here is a Hollywood star on Mayans MC. Big star, big star. <laughs> face big, on the literally face. big, a big person. <laughs> but I've seen also, the gym, gym pictures, you're doing good. <laughs> we're getting there, we're getting there. He also does, uh, he's on the business corporate side with me at the North Group, so, and a veteran. So we are very fortunate to have this collective group for this conversation. I want to start by just posing, you know, I don't remember seeing so many incidents happening and happening in such a short amount of time on such a major stage. Am I wrong about this? Are we seeing this happen more frequently now? I, I think we're seeing it more more frequently because of social media is a is a bigger lens. You know, I really do think there's there's been something to this for many, many years of uh, people getting jumping on stage and and kind of getting attacked or whatnot, but now more so than ever, we have cameras everywhere, and you're starting to see it all over the place. It becomes national news, and so I don't think it's something that is all of a sudden big. I think, like I said, it's more more seen because of all the cameras. But the other thing to me is like, well, why is it still a thing? And all the advances of security and walls and this, how are we still having this same issue? And that to me is always the biggest concern. Well, uh, from my experience of what I've seen most recently, uh, you know, we, we have a client that we support every year. We've been supporting them for uh, five years now. Um, and they go on tour. They're a TV show that goes on tour at the end of the season. And so we go around all over the U.S. and into Canada. And we, we hit theaters, large, small casinos, theaters, um, small theaters, been around since the like 20s. Uh, so we've seen that dynamic kind of similar to the Chappelle incident, right? Where it's the amphitheater, it's an older venue. Uh, the unfortunate part is com one complacency. If he had security, they may or may not be paying attention to what's going on on the stage. A lot of stuff, and you know, Vince, there's a lot of stuff going on on the side wings, right? So while the performer's performing, that security may be talking to stage hands, maybe, you know, just not focused on on the th on the potential threat why is that well because we're complacent hey it's, it hasn't happened yet so why you know why am i right. solely focused on it the other thing is 
at the stage entrances to some of these locations, and, and this has nothing to do with the Will Smith. Will Smith is a different uh, entity, uh, but the amphitheater situation, uh, it's all about cost. And you're going to find the house security, if, they, if you call them security, are elderly. Uh, they may be ushers that are utilized as security. Uh, they're they men, are they're men in black suits. They're just there to, yeah, they're, they are, they are there as a uh, visual deterrence, but in reality, they're not going to stop anything. They can't stop anything. Right. So you combine the complacency of if there is a security, and I don't know if he had personal security there, uh, the complacency that is, that happens. And then an elderly, elderly staff. Now it's not, his show didn't seem to be like a, uh, a Slayer concert where, yeah, you're going to have big yoked up dudes, you know, blocking stages, uh, a, a regular performance, you know, the amphitheaters and these theaters are looking to save money as much as possible. And that's not to say that they're not all professional, but you may have professionals as managers, but the people that are actually posted, you know, not, not as much. I got a question. Uh, so on, on something like that, James, I'm not familiar with this kind of environment when it comes to that kind of security, but hmm. is it up to Chappelle's people to hire the security or is it up to the venue to hire security? It's up to the venue to have security, but it's also, um, Chappelle, if he, I think going forward, he'll probably uh, put a couple dollars into it, but uh, th there would be the, uh, on other tours or other performances, there may be one or two protectors, or they could have a team of protectors, kind of like what you're talking about in the basketball situation. If you had information, you may place one of them covertly in the audience to kind of watch oh, brilliant. Uh, yes. yeah, yeah, exactly. what's, what's going on and be able to react. But it's, again, depending on how big the stage is, how the stage seating is, some stages is what's called continental seating, where it is from end to end seats. So if you're sitting in the middle, how are you going to get to the stage? You, there's no real easy out. Yeah. Um, so, and again, when we do the security for tours or theaters, we make sure we post people left and right at the stage. But I, you know, I've had people make it backstage because that person left or right isn't really paying attention. And that person, the biggest threat is somebody that acts like they belong, right? If I want to do a penetration, if I want to do like a red cell uh, on, a, on, a, on a location, <clears throat> which for the audience, red cell means I'm going in to test what your security measures are. And that could be access control. It could be a whole wide range of things, right? Mm -hmm. But if I'm going to do a red cell, say like I, I did one on one of the casinos here, act like you belong there. And you're going to get wherever you need to go. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. You know, a jacket blazer, depending on where the crowd is or, or what the audience is. Um, if you dress down for maybe the Dave Chappelle, you come in there with a nice pair of shoes, sports coat, uh, collared shirt. Hey, I'm, I'm with Dave. You know, he's expecting me backstage. Okay. Right, right this way. You know, there's not uh, yeah, the a little venue, the venue security is not well versed in that. Right. They're just like, correct. Uh, I only get paid uh, $18 an hour. I'm just going to say, okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. And there's and, and the other thing to think about is there's so every night a lot of these venues have different acts, right? So and every act has a different color wristband, has a different badge. There's cred sheets that get handed out for the day, but how well are they being um reviewed? Yeah. I mean and you I'm see so, I'm sure you see that on set, right? Right. Well, I'm so conflicted on this whole thing because I, I see it on both sides on the security mind of mine, right? My all my years of law enforcement, military. Uh, tactical environments and safety and security. I, I do this daily with my family going to to a movie theater. I'm like, exit there, exit there, exit there. Right. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. But totally. as an actor, I get very, man, look, we're on season four. I'm complacent as all hell on set. I know the security that we hire are, are definitely not, um, you know, they're not 
<laughs> they're not high quality security. They're right. genuinely 50 year old men that are just like, Hey, what's up? Hey, what's up, bud? You know what I mean? I mean, I love the guys cause they're sweethearts, but in the event of some kind of real scenario, they would not be the ones to be able to do anything other than call 911. Right. And so I, I, I don't also don't feel like there's a threat, right. In my, in, we're actors. There's not, but that's the part where you get in trouble when you start to feel complacent with it. And then all of a sudden uh, this crazed fan, I mean, it's happened on every show you can think of. There's always someone sure. that decides to come on a, you know, set and sneaks his way through that security. And could then what, then you got free access to any of us. And right. that becomes a very dangerous thing, especially with our show. Think about Mayans. Mayans MC is, it, we are pretending to be a, motorcycle club one percenter there's a lot of one percenters out there that probably don't agree with us even having this show right so there's always a little bit of a threat in the back of your head like i hope they can respect that this is art it's, in a way it's for entertainment right it's not Correct. it's not Correct. real life right right but you know there could be some that don't agree with the uh you know the the context of of the dialogue or whatnot and oh. so there is a threat potentially you know what i mean and so yeah. it's just really Thing that I, I guess I'm complacent, even though I'm super like trained and experienced, I've fallen into that funnel of like, oh, okay, cool. We're safe. Well, I mean, it, there is that and it, it's the, you shouldn't have to worry about it, right? The apparatus should be there to protect you. However, that apparatus is managed by uh, accountants that are looking at dollars and cents. Correct. So if you, if you wanted the, if you wanted to feel secure and have a an actual security team that's going to run that's going to be very expensive versus a guard to fill a position at $12 an hour right you're not going to pay me you know 95 to 100 dollars an hour to stand around on set but you'll be protected because I'll be doing my job yeah but then you multiply that out by how many guys or gals does it take to secure the access points things like that you know now you're talking you know tens of thousands of dollars a day in security for real security and that's what it really comes down to you know like dave Chappelle, i can't attest to whether or not he had security on site or not but i can tell you um i ran into one of the sharks in san diego and here's from shark tank you know multi multi-billionaire oh i was like a shark i'm confused oh no Got yeah, yeah. <laughs> one of the sharks from shark i'm just trying not to name him yeah uh, one of the sharks from shark tank and uh, he was walking around uh, the gas lamp district down there in San Diego by himself, you know, just not a care in the world. And there's so many uh, high net worth individuals, actors, uh, sports figures that don't want the security. They, they feel it's intrusive or uh, it's an expense, but then something happens. <laughs> right. Yeah. It, it's right. a problem in security. I've noticed And Tosh, we deal with this all the time when, when we're talking to clients or someone asking me about security, it's like, it's not interesting until they need it. And that's already after the fact. Now, like, Correct. we don't want this to happen ever again. You're like, no one's interested in spending the money to be proactive, only yeah. reactive. Right. 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 Well, and that's that's the problem. And it comes down also to, you know, clients wanting to be educated. You you can have all the client education templates and slide decks to, to present to them. But if they're not uh, of that mind, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's kind of out of sight, out of mind thought process. Right. Like, well, we, we've never had to deal with that in the past. So let's just not worry about it. And so, why put more money towards that in the budget? Right. And what do you do, right? Because are we just going to continue to see these incidents? Because, I mean, it doesn't, the venues, I don't see the venues spending more money on security. Well, I'm curious if the venue's going to get sued on that one, Natasha. That's like, I'm curious if, the, could they? But, but here's the thing is they may get sued, but they're going to turn it right around to the security company that they hire. <laughs> 
depending on depending on how they're structured because i've gone to venues where security is in-house so they're w2'd by the whoever owns the venue or they're outsourced to you know some local security firm and the security firm is responsible for filling those bodies so if they're going to get sued i'm going to turn around and say well why didn't the security do their job i hi we hired you to do a job yes you hired an 80 year old and i didn't do the due diligence as the venue owner to say yeah that person's not going to do right because they have a responsibility as well to say maybe that's not right or you know maybe it's it's not correct the other issue that a lot of venues are very complacent on and i've seen this a tremendous amount of time is big events even even something like this right it may take a hundred security guards to post up on the various stage backstage side stage um, access points to come into the venue right and the venue will say yeah we need 100 security guards and they'll go to the security company and say hey uh fill fill 100 security guards they fill 60 but they don't tell the venue but they still bill for 100 oh wow. and now you oh. and now you're short right and none of that really comes out until there's an until there's an incident and then there's an investigation they say okay let me see rosters let me see who is here but the venue isn't doing that until something happens so there's a whole can of worms on this and it's all about quality control nobody's doing the due diligence crazy i got a question so you've seen guys like eminem and and floyd mayweather hire security guards but these security guards essentially are 300 pound looks like six foot eight football right. players or something um you know, and I personally would hire probably a ranger buddy who's, you know, five, seven hundred forty five pounds soaking wet, but is a monster. Right. Sleeper. Just a sleeper. Yeah. You know, that's those are the guys that I know do the do the damage. When you hire some guys to work with you or you're looking for these these well-trained guys that are not an intimidating feature, because what you said earlier is what caught my attention was they say that it's intrusive. Oh, having security yeah. is intrusive. Yeah, I get it. But at the same time, I think there's good security out there that isn't intrusive, that allows you to almost feel like your day is normal and they will kind of mitigate throughout the rest of the day. Uh, very true. And that's the difference between professionals and amateurs. Right. So even on my, even on my business cards, I have a Henry Kissinger quote that and this is what we when we provide protection, this is unless the client requests otherwise. But we we live by the motto of close enough to protect far enough not to be introduced. Right, so we're there, but we're not all up in your grill. We're not, we're not uh, overly overbearing. Now there are some clients that say, "Hey, I want you right next to me at all times." Sure. Okay, you know, you don't want to be privy to conversation. And I think that's where some of the clients that um, uh, they're not edu they're not educated enough on security to understand that we're we're an asset to you. We're an added we add value to your day. We help facilitate your time so you are more. Uh, cost effective with your time and you can produce more because ultimately that's what you want. And maybe they've had bad security in the past where, you know, they, they don't have that mindset and they're amateurs, you know, Th those are friends. Those are people that they hire as friends or friends of friends. They're not professional. They've never been, no, never that's been trained. Insurance. Right. It's just a visible deterrent. And ultimately it's a huge liability because that's the guy Ooh. that's going to punch a paparazzi in the face. And then, you know, that client is going to get sued because it was your guy that punched me in the face, right? Yeah. Because they're not trained. Any yep. close calls when you were doing EP work? Uh, like for bad people to do bad things. I've had, I've had some uh, innocuous things that turned into almost international incidents. <laughs> <laughs> 
um, pretty, pretty rapidly. Uh, it, we haven't, our job, um, our job is to recognize that the potential for threats. So luckily for us, we haven't really had any kind of uh, major things. Now there's been things that uh, may, may spark from red flags. So we leave. So we don't really know if we avoided anything yeah. because we didn't, we didn't let it go to fruition. Right. And, and my company, we don't, we specifically do not protect celebrities or our high, high uh, flash sports figures, things like that. You know, we, we have had sports figure clients in the past, but we're not going to do a LeBron James, right? That's not our client base. Uh, UFC fighters, not my, not my client base. Um, a Britney Spears, again, not my client, uh, not my space. So we try to reduce that life or that uh, vulnerability right off the bat by eliminating that segment and we deal with more c-suite where um you know people may or may not know who my client is if i'm walking right next to them yeah yeah so yeah. that's i mean for us that's how that's how uh we eliminate that uh oh smack that was pretty close you know like i said i've had people get backstage to events that shouldn't have got backstage that wasn't a it was overall a failure on me i take it as a hit but i'm one person and i spoke to the venue and it was a hit on the venue. Now, uh, we rectified that immediately. They didn't get anywhere they weren't supposed to. Uh, but it's still a, it was still a breach. Yeah. Right? Just the other day, I was at UFC uh, in Phoenix, Arizona. Me and my wife got tickets. It was awesome either way. But my friend, a uh, former Ranger buddy, he's one of the security guys. And mm -hmm. another another uh, military veteran named Elliot is one of the head security guys of it. Really cool what they did in between the fights before the new fighters come out. They have guards posted on every side of the octagon, essentially. And they're just, again, I don't know how well-trained. I know a good majority of the guys they've hired are veterans. Mm -hmm. uh, and so they're in their black suit looking good. And then my buddy says, hey, man, I'm going to come see you in a little bit. Sounds good. Doesn't come see me. He comes back like an hour later and goes, dude, I'm sorry. We had some girl rush the cage. And the next day online, it's all over. She's like drunk and she's saying something she jumps the fence and just starts sprinting she goes up the steps and the security guard there sees her stiff arms are poop right off the <laughs> thing and they were like it was a success everyone is safe we we, we apprehended her and we took her backstage and they handled it and it's sure. really funny because it's it's a moment where not a lot of people have ever done that have, have rushed to or if or that that we know of but it was handled really nicely with the guy was boom nope get off the stage she fell off they all the the ground guys yeah. got but I just can't even imagine what it takes to prepare for thousands of people potentially can do whatever they want at any point. And so I think oh. that's why they had so many security on it, just, just almost a 360 security setup. Well, I think I think they did not want a repeat of any Conor McGregor fights where you had people rushing from the from the stands that were fighters. Yes, that was crazy. To, yeah, to jump in. And that was a complete failure by Metro, by the local, you know, UFC security. But again, like you said, you get so many people rushing in, you're going to get trampled or, you know, I mean, you yeah. can't stop it. You can't stop everybody if the masses wanted to come. You yeah. Know, but these onesies and twosies, it is, it is discerning that, you know, it's, it's that it happens. But again, I put some of the blame on the security that were there, but I also put some of the blame on the, on the performers not taking security seriously. Yeah, no, for sure. And the, and the interesting thing is sometimes uh, I know in, in the military is we learn from some of the bad choices made, right? Right. Mistakes made on combat, mistakes made on, on target. You take that and you turn it into a learning experience like this will never happen again because we are never going to make that mistake. And so right. I met 
I imagine after that Conor McGregor was why now they have the whole the whole stage covered in security and on the ground. Yeah. Well, I mean the 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 the, the realist, and this is something that I deal with on a on a, almost on a daily basis. There's so many uh, amateurs out there, and there's so many people that think they know security and are doing it, and they're doing it wrong, and their arrogance doesn't allow them to uh, self reflect whether or not they are doing it right or wrong or where to seek information. A lot of the bodyguards, that's what they do, right? They just, they're just, and there's a difference between bodyguards and executive protection. Correct. If you want, if you, and then security, right? So you got security. I would say security and bodyguards are kind of about the same. Security won't be a huge liability like bodyguards will be. Bodyguards are, will put hands on somebody when they shouldn't, right? They don't know how to deescalate. They're looking for that escalation and executive protection people. Like you said, the, the innocuous, uh, you know, smaller guys. I always like to equate them to, and I know you, I'm sure you've had an opportunity to work with the SS or uh, SAS, sorry, yeah. the SAS. The, the, and they're all really small guys. Like yeah. all the ones that I ever worked with, all the squadrons that I worked with at, at, over in the UK, they're small guys, but they are incredibly tough, you know, yeah. and you would not want to go against the, any of those guys. Whereas, you know, you look at our special forces and they're bigger dudes. They're, you know, they have a different, they carry themselves differently. Right. Um, so I always like to equate that a little bit, right? I, I would rather that uh, shorter guy that's using his head um, and thinking through a process of, okay, how can this go south quickly, and how do, how can I mitigate that? You know, I mean, and it's not always, yeah. Go ahead. You no, know I'm saying that's everything. Is I used to be a bouncer, and the biggest thing, and one of the guys taught me, and, and I just respected it so much. It was like it, our job is not to fight; our job is to stop the fights, to control it, to mitigate it, and then just walk them right. out. Say, all right, cool. Let's take a breather. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So you're not a fighter at that position, and then, and even in the military, deescalate. Even the law enforcement deescalate. Right. That you have to know it's it's kind of match that force and to 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 almost control it and then bring it back down. And uh, if you don't have that, like when you hire someone as a security, if they don't have that, that's the right. most dangerous person in the room. You know what I mean? Well, I mean that's that that even can segue into uh, you know into this line of business when people say. When I have clients request that we be armed, I ask them why, right? I would, I would much, my job is not to engage. My job is to cover and evacuate, get you out of the, uh, off the X, get you out of the uh, immediate danger. The only time I, I would expect to pull a firearm is if you are the, the perpetrators within three feet of me, right? And my client, that's it. And how often does that ever happen? Right. Uh, Whereas my job is to recognize that something is going wrong and we need to get you out and, and we successfully get you out. You know, we, we've done obviously in Vegas, we've got nightclubs. And so we've got clients that go to nightclubs and there's been times where clients on the dance floor, having a good time, getting jiggy with it. And there's a fight that breaks out on the dance floor. I don't go stop and break up the fight. I just go grab my client and put them behind me. And I, you know, I don't even rush him out because I know the club security is going to swarm on that. Stop it. Why ruin my client's night? I'll just get in between it, you know, make sure everything's good and then let them go back and or her go back and do her thing. Um, now, if it escalates and it gets much worse then yeah, then, you know, obviously we have procedures to get them out of there. Uh, but it's it's the fact that you have to identify there. There was a, a true story about that. There was a uh, uh, I, I used to I specialize in Middle Eastern royalty that comes into Vegas. I lived in Dubai. And so I understand the cultures and, and things like that. We were in a nightclub. Uh, and he traveled with his local military protection detail, but they were his friends. Uh, but I knew who they were. And so we went to the club and a, and a big fight broke out. And I don't think the military guys trusted me yet. They didn't have a relationship with me. Yeah. And 
I saw something happen. I high hurdled over to get to the client, you know, chairs and tables. And I got to the client. I, I respectfully, you know, I didn't grab him. I just told him, Hey, sir, you need to come, or, you know, your highness, you need to come over here, come this way. And I put him behind me so I could still observe what was going on. It wasn't enough that I needed to, you know, do the whole bend over and, you know, evacuate him out. Club took care of it. And then from that point, the security there were like, okay, James has got it. He's, he's on it, you know, and a lot of security doesn't, you know, especially when we go to nightclubs, I see him all the time when security are, are, uh, escorting their own client oh they're in the club too right so you've got security that are just you know it's like hey man you're, you need to focus <laughs> you know you need to you need to look at your client you need to look outside your client and who's coming up to your client you know um so it's 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 uh it's it's a very interesting world <laughs> let's talk about the uh the will smith one i mean how do you even you can't really fix that he's a high profile person right he's yep. He's in an event that he's probably going to win an award or he's there for a reason, a nomination yeah. of some sort. And so in that circumstance, I don't see how that could even be mitigated. I don't either. It, it really couldn't because you, as a security also, you don't know, is this part of it? Is this part right. of the show? Was right. it, is this part right. of the script? Yeah. Yeah. Is this, it, and I watched it live and of course, rewatched it over and over again. And and you've seen people in previous shows where they go up and they make a comment. You know, they'll yeah. grab the mic and be like, "Hey, you know, oh, that was a good one." Yeah, Kanye and Taylor Swift right yeah. away. Yeah, ex- exactly. You know, yeah. but can you can you imagine the backlash? And it could have avoided something. But can you imagine the backlash if a security from the wings would have come out and open tackled Will Smith? Now it would have stopped. It would have stopped the slap from happening. But can you imagine? That guy, first of all, that guy would be or gal would be fired, never work again in the industry, right? And possibly be be sued by Will Smith for tackling him, even though Will Smith's intent was still to slap somebody, you know, and yeah. assault him. Yeah. But in a situation like that, you just you, you know, what do you do? Crazy. Moving forward, um, what are some things that you would like to see one talent if they're you know protect themselves with, and maybe some venues that they should be mitigating more or they should be implementing. Well, I mean, I think so, some of the uh, mitigation stuff is happening with uh, weapons detection. Uh, obviously, the the Chappelle thing was, you know, uh, it could have been ten times worse than it than it really was, or or that it ended up to be. I mean, I think that guy got the worst of it: dislocated shoulder and pretty messed up arm, um, yeah. which you know deserved every bit of it, every, every bit of it. But um, if they're not willing to bump up the the pay rates of or the billing of the security that they provide. Uh, I'll be honest with you though, too. The quality of people out there is just so limited. It, it is very limited on um, who's working out there. When you talk about these venues, these jobs are only four to six hours. Yeah. You know, maybe a night or maybe every other night. So how do you keep that quality? How do you maintain that quality? That's a huge challenge. Yeah. Um, don't really have an answer to it other than, you know, uh, they, it's just an investment you have to do. It's like insurance, right? You hope you never use your insurance, but you got it. Yeah. You know, but I have seen some technology that's being implemented, really good uh, stuff that uh, I don't know if you, if you guys have had the opportunity to see it, the new metal detectors that are coming out and um, they can actually depict on what part of the body the item is to search. So if I'm carrying a firearm on my on my right hip, it'll go off, but they'll know exactly where to key in on certain things. Uh, and these things can be tuned 
uh, as, as detailed as you want. Uh, we did an event for a very large company, uh, very large organization, and they actually had it programmed so it would recognize laptops that belonged to the organization and ones that didn't. So if I came through with a laptop that wasn't registered, it picked it up and knew it, and it would flag me and they would check it. If you came in and your laptop was registered, you'd walk in and be fine. Wow. Um, yeah. That's and it's it, really interesting. Yeah. So they, and, and it's, and it's tuned, it's tuned very well to pick up a lot of things the, the, the funny thing is it's, it's in the algorithms, it's got profiles of all like weapons and pipe bombs and all this stuff. So it's constantly when it's searching, it's looking through these algorithms and uh, eyeglass cases keep popping because they look like pipe bombs. Right. So you're, you end up searching this little old lady's bag and it's end up her, her readers. <laughs> you know? that's uh, but that's how, sorry. So the, so the technology is getting there um, as far as detection, the overall physical presence of individuals, which it still always comes back down to. Um, that's, that's the challenge, right? Um, you know, a, a security job, you can look it up anywhere on Glassdoor, LinkedIn, wherever, you know, these security jobs are 12 to $15 an hour. Yeah. You know, and that's for event security. And then there's no training on it. You know, uh, the experience from October 1st uh, here in Vegas, those security guards weren't trained. They, they didn't have any emergency management training of here. Here it is. You're in a, a large event and not one of them was trained on evacuation procedures. Right. So even in an active shooter uh, situation, those security guards rightfully show they're not going to be the ones neutralizing the threat. Could they? Yeah, maybe. But most of them weren't armed. But their main job should have been uh, properly evacuating, evacuating uh, attendees, right? Go this way, go this way, get people out. And they weren't trained on that. And that's why there was people that got trampled and, and all this other stuff. So uh, even when people get, I always ask venues when we go to it, hey, have you, have these security been trained specifically for this venue? No, we never know who we get. We just get random people. Okay. So yeah, yeah it's actually probably worse than anybody actually believe or, is aware of talking to the, you know, as always, it's getting through to the people that could be impacted, right? So if you had a room full of VIPs that could be targeted, what would you say to them to get them to kind of wake up if these incidents haven't already done it? Uh, you know, that, that comes down to client education and uh, situational awareness and, and uh, not just to see something, say something, but if you see something out of the ordinary, um, and then also recognition of who our teams are. So they know that they know my face, but if Rocco's working with me on backstage somewhere, I want to make sure that we do an introduction. So he recognizes Rocco's face. So if he's got to come up and get him, that client knows, okay, I've already had a introduction to this person. Um, and then also advising them uh, where we've had people that are sitting in the audience of certain things, you know, advising them at all times, where's my location? Where am I at? And then also, if you can't find me, where you know where are we going? Where are we going to go to? Uh, we took. Uh, I had a client that went to the UFC fight for the first Conor McGregor fight um, against uh, the first time he won the belt. Help me out, Rocco. When he fought, when he fought, Aldo? Uh, was it Aldo? Yeah, yeah, Jose Aldo. Yeah, Jose Aldo. That was huge. And uh, M MGM Grand talking to the staff there. They had sixteen thousand five hundred people in that arena. They hadn't seen those numbers since Tyson fought there. Wow. <laughs> that, that's how many people, and, and three quarters of them were drunk Irish. Right? Oh, for sure. And I didn't have a seat. My client had a seat, 
his wife had a seat and I was, you had to be, we were, I was very vigilant there. And I was also very vigilant with him of saying, I, what I need from you is if you feel uncomfortable, look back at me or, you know, please just do periodic checks, you know, just look back at me. I'm going to check, make sure you're okay. I don't want to come down and bother you while you're enjoying the 30 second fight, but you know, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be here. And also when we leave, this is the route we're going. And if there's a situation, this is the route we're going. Um, they won't listen to you uh, anyway, but uh, doing that due diligence, briefing them, uh, it also helps them understand that uh, they're trusting you. Like, okay, I trust him. He's, he's got it under control. And even when we left they're they're, it was ridiculous to where it was so packed. Everybody's leaving. And then how do you leave? Right. So I positioned it where I was in front, which is not usual for a, well, it's not unusual, but for a solo practitioner, you usually want to be in the back or you want to be somewhere where you can maintain visual of where they're going. In this situation, I was in front, his wife was holding onto my arm and he was holding onto her arm and I was getting him through the crowd. So I wasn't leading them to, you know, yeah. bump into people. It would be me that was bumping into people. And if somebody had something to say, then we, you know, we just parted ways. Um, so having that trust and that relationship with clients, again, they're going to be complacent um, as security. You can't be. So if, if Chappelle had security on the side, as soon as that person made first step on stage, you should have seen that person sprinting out to go get him because guarantee some stage hand saw it but it takes a few seconds between a radio call. Hey, where's so-and-so there's a breach, right? That security should have already been out there. That's and it's crazy. a definite failure on the venue security that was there. So Tosh? I'm not sure if I answer, I'm not sure if I answered any questions or just made it worse. <laughs> <laughs> no, we just appreciate you. It's a great, you know, great conversation. That's what we're here to do just to chat things out. So James, thank you yeah. so much for your time. Really appreciate you. Vince, as always, love you, buddy. Um, if you're listening and you want information on the North Group, of course, go to our website, tngdefense.com. We have more podcasts just like this one, and we hope to uh, have you join us for the next one. Goodbye, everybody.